1: How about hour number three on a Wednesday? It's a special Wednesday for us on a lot of levels. Those state championships crank up at Jerry World. Plus, we've been definitely looking forward to this guest we've got in studio with us. Before that, Zay, what is the beat you have chosen for hour number three? Taking it back to the 80s. Special Mm -hmm. Ed. I got it made. Special Ed? Special Ed. I remember Special Ed back in the day. Good beat, though. Oh, yeah. Good beat. Hour 3 always starts with a beat chosen by Zay. I'm Chad Hastings. He is Isaiah Collier. Uh, we are keeping you up to date on all the championship stuff. We already have a state champion in high school football. 6-A. Uh, 6-A. 6-Man Division II. And it is Benjamin who won 68-20. to 20. They put that 45 rule on Lorraine. They are the state champs. And they're about to kick off with Westbrook and Abbott. We'll keep you up to date on that but as i said we are joined in studio by a very special guest zay and i were both excited about this one too excited oh, uh, because <laughs> we're both into the blind side but zay is way into friday night lights uh, have you seen hancock Yes, we'll spend a minute though. So we've both seen that, uh, but we got uh, the chance to talk to Jay Head, the actor, and we thought, well, yeah, we got to do that. He's in town uh, in the area visiting some family, and he's nice enough to come see us, Jay Head, live in studio. Hey, How yeah, are you, yeah. sir? I'm
2: doing good, brother. How you doing?
1: Man, I am doing well. Uh, I am a little, I always have things that make me feel old. So the <laughs> fact that you are sitting in front of us as like a full grown adult is freaking me out.
2: Yeah, know. I think uh, it freaks me out anytime I think about about now, you know, enough time has passed that there's now an entire generation of kids that what movie? Nah never heard of it. And right. they've 'cause they cuz they were not you know, they were born after. So it's talk about feeling old. I was in junior high when I was <laughs> I was in sixth grade, I was twelve years old filming that and now I'm twenty five. I turned twenty six, uh in about a week and a half. Wow. So yeah.
0: Dude. Has any actors or actresses that you've seen lately that haven't seen you since you were little acting back then, and they've been like, "Wow, just oh yeah, can't believe it, and oh like, yeah, who like, who oh yeah,
2: you- no, uh, Lily Collins who played you know my sister in in Blindside, she was doing a book signing uh, in Los in L.A. and I was like, I'm gonna go, I'm gonna go, I haven't seen her in so long, I'm gonna go, you know, just say hey, what's up? And I got up there and she. St- she like looked at me for a good three four seconds, like who who's this guy? That's I, I you know I couldn't hide it. I had smile from ear to ear. I was so excited to see her. She thought you were a star. And then and then she, and then I saw it click, and she uh-huh. went, "Oh my gosh! Like <laughs> what are you doing here?" And so it was a good time. But yeah, she for the first five seconds she was horrified. Man, that is crazy.
1: So take us back then to where I'm reading up on your, on your journey where Friday Night Lights and those episodes are really what kind of got you off the ground with everything. Talk about how old were you at that time and what do you remember about it?
2: So at that time, I was about nine. This would have been 2007, okay. 2008. And I was in Austin and I'd already been or in Texas, in Goldthwaite, And I'd already been acting a couple years. I'd had a couple things under my belt. Um, but then I got simply because I was a Texas local, technically an Austin local because I'm an hour and a half away. Mm-hmm. They said, hey, you know, we're going to let you audition for this show for Friday Night Lights. And originally when I auditioned for it, I didn't I, I didn't even fit the character description. Again, I only got the audition because I was a local. The character was originally described as this fat kind of chubbier kid, not really into sports, didn't really care <laughs> about him. And then I showed up as a son of a coach. I'm pretty sure we had a playoff game the week before that. Uh, when I showed up to that audition and I talked, they couldn't get me to stop talking about football. And they were like, maybe we should change it to where he's like scrawny and easily to pick on. And he's like <laughs> obsessed with sports. And so that's what they did. And they switched it. And I was only supposed to be on two episodes and I ended up being on four or five.
0: Yeah, you and you killed it. Your name was Bill Miller? or Bo, 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 Bo Miller. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I, I loved you in that uh, role, man. Because yeah. you were... Tim Riggins you were his little homie and stuff went around with Tim and now your mom now she was moving a little fast she was moving a little fast being with high school Tim Riggins you're probably looking at that now as a grown man be like huh that was an interesting role but yeah. you you killed it like you do most of them.
2: I appreciate yeah it was a great time that was you know getting to shoot in Texas is like the most amazing experience cause that's you know I love being on set but I hate being away from family so being on set near family is as good as it possibly can get.
1: And where was so but for the people that don't know for friday night lights are you filming that that's right here it's in austin it's it's in all, austin, all right? around austin okay. they
2: shoot like in all the suburbs out there yeah so. that's
1: very cool Jay head joining us here in studio so then the friday night lights opportunity for you um then that ultimately gets you the hancock gig is that true correct okay so
2: pete Berg directs friday night lights right and I do, I work with him on Friday Night Lights for those first few episodes. And then that following summer, while I'm in Los Angeles, I get a call. Hey, uh, remember that Pete from Friday Night Lights, he wants you to audition for his new movie. And that's the weirdest audition I've ever been to to, my, in, to this day. Because, you know, usually you get the script. You, learn, you know, you got two, sl- two scenes you got to prepare. Mm-hmm. So that's what I did. I prepared these two scenes and I'm ready to go. We walk in, the first thing he says is throw that script in the trash. We don't need it. And I immediately was—I was ten years old. I was like, "Oh, here we go!" <laughs>
0: wow. And, yeah.
2: And so he immediately just goes, "I'm a superhero. Make me like you. Go." And that's it. And I just went okay and started talking and trying to make him laugh and everything. Oh. And I left. And about a month later, I thought—I thought I blew it, like because we didn't hear anything for like a month. Right. And then I was back home and got a call and they said, "Hey, you need to, you need to get ready to go to L.A. You got you start shooting in July." So,
0: so no. even as a ten-year-old, did you see the Will Smith anger that oh. he had on Chris Rock? You didn't see that. Yet. <laughs> Honestly, that's <laughs> no. a little kid.
2: No, I did <laughs> Let me tell you, Will. The the way I describe Will to people, I say exactly like you see him on Fresh Prince. That's that's Will. That's the Will I knew, and that's the Will, and I think that's who he is. I think the whole Chris Rock thing. I think he was. I think he had some stuff going on upstairs that yeah. he was dealing with. But you know, as we all do. But yeah, he. He's he's just as good as advertised. He's so funny. And he's just, he, he, you can't help but want to be near him. It's so weird. He just has a gravity to him.
1: So in that movie, Will Smith, uh, Jason Bateman's in that movie. Charlize Theron mm-hmm. is in that movie as well. Being nine to ten years old, like I'd be starstruck with them today. Right. But you are a, at what point... Do you remember thinking, "All right, I've got to be cool. I've got to be able to deal with it. like at age nine. Are you are you able to deal with like being around big time actors, or did you get a little starstruck? How'd you do it?
2: I, I, somehow, I don't know how I was able to keep it keep it cool. My mom, on the other hand, completely blew it. <laughs> <laughs> the, the first time we met Will, we were sitting in the office. It was right after I'd booked it, and we're sitting in a room, kind of like this. We're sitting up against the wall on the couch, waiting for. We're just talking, and then the door, you know, opens and that could be anybody in the world and it's will smith comes in and my mom went <laughs> right in the m- and i was like no, oh, there's our first impression there we go yeah. and so and i was I, I don't know how i think it was kind of more of just I, I was so shocked i became numb so i just stood up and hey how you doing i'm jay it's, yeah. it's, it's an honor to meet you sir and yeah you know somehow i was able to keep it cool but yeah, she did not at all.
0: So your mom, she was a teacher, and your pops, he was a high school football yeah. coach. How did you get into acting as a kid growing up in a small town?
2: Well, it's, so I was, I was, it's, it's a, I got to go back to the beginning, because I was born with a heart condition uh, called hypoplastic left heart syndrome. Hmm. Uh, so what that is, is pe- kids that are born with that, they're either born, parts of their heart are underdeveloped or not there at all. For me, when I was born, my aorta, the big, you know, the loop that goes over, mm-hmm. was the size of a string. So it was useless. So I had to have uh, supposed to be three open heart surgeries. I ended up having to have four uh, by the time I was four and a half. And so the doctors were like, okay, due to his condition, we can't recommend him play sports. It's not safe. Well, my dad's a coach, my mom's a teacher. My brother, by the time he was out of high school, was a three, three sport all state athlete. 4 years in a row and then you can't play. And so Man, my stuff. parents knew, you know, he needs something. He needs something that he can he it's his world, his realm that he can, you know, dominate in. And I always had the personality I love talking to people and I love I do imitations on TV when I was a kid, I would stand up and sing. I always wanted to give the prayer at Thanksgiving, you know. I mean yeah. that was I was who I was as a kid. Mm-hmm. And so it was perfect so I got sent to to Dallas and went to an acting search thing, which they tell you you're not supposed to do, and I don't recommend it. <laughs> um, if you hear about one, I don't recommend it because they say, you know, a lot of them are scams, and I think that's probably true, oh, wow. um, but we lucked out, and while I was in Dallas doing this thing, I met a coach, and he said, I think uh, I think you have real talent, and I think you should come out to Los Angeles and, and train with me, and so three months later, me and my dad packed up the car and drove out to Los Angeles for three months, and we didn't know anybody or what we were doing but we were going to figure it out wow. and so yeah, there there we went
1: and the rest is history That's crazy yeah. jay head joining us in studio uh, check out jayhead.com the website That's j a e uh, for j by the way jayhead.com uh with all the stuff that he's got going on now from public speaking uh, to his foundation also i'm being told that you're involved now in coaching actors
2: uh, yeah talk yeah.
1: about talk about that when did that come about
2: well so i've always you know I guess when you grow up as a, as a son of a coach, you kind of just learn to pick up on just coaching instincts in general. And so, you know, I've been around, I've been an actor since I was seven. I'm, so I've been on, you know, I'm 25, almost 26, but I've been in this business almost 20 years. So it's very strange. Mm-hmm. Um, but, I, I, you know, I have a lot of insight and I have a lot of experience, you know, just like anything else. It's, I have a lot of experience and I love sharing that, especially the kids coming up, you know, the 18, 19 year olds coming out to L.A., you know, and maybe they've had an acting class. Maybe they studied theater a little bit, but, you know, not much. And I like getting out there because I feel like I can I can relate because I see the things that I went through and I didn't understand and I struggled with. And I can see other people doing it. And I love being able to go, hey, here's a trick that I learned. Give this a shot. And then when it works, it's the coolest feeling ever. Yeah. And so awesome. started doing that, and I've, you know, kind of met some people that... I guess agreed that I somewhat knew what I was talking about and uh, so they're like you know I think you I think you should start you know helping and doing this so I got some things working on that I'm working uh, with Faith Clark she's a great casting director and she's um, she's brilliant that just we we've sat and talked and she just her whole method on what she wants to do is really great and it's helped me because it's a different outlook on acting that I've never looked at before and so I'm learning just as much as anybody else is. And I think that's great for everybody.
0: That's very cool.
1: Coach's kid becomes a coach. <laughs> yeah, that's amazing. I'm,
0: I'm a coach's kid too, so I could definitely relate Absolutely. to you in that aspect. It's tough. Coaches, they're different. They, It's hard for them to turn off that being a dad and being a coach. Oh, and yeah. They mix it in together. Oh, man. It's a unique experience, but yeah. I want to trade it for the world. Let no. me ask you this, Jay going from a small town to los angeles were you going back and forth or did you move there at some sort of point
2: no no, no. i was i was going back and forth my entire uh, my entire childhood career because that you know they always wanted me to you know you should just move here if you would move here it would be great your career would do immensely better but i have a brother who's younger than me he's a year younger he he's you know he's texas texas is all he knows i wasn't going to do that to him and i wasn't going to do that you know This is where all my family is. I wasn't going to do that. I wasn't going to make my entire family sacrifice that for me. I'm willing to make that sacrifice, and that's why I left when I was 18, and I moved out myself there, you know. But I said, you know, I'm the one bearing this. Nobody else is. And I, I like, I think I'm I'm happy with the way I did it because, again, like, I don't, I don't, my, I would not want my family to have to be stuck out there if they didn't need to be.
1: (laughs) That is, uh, that's. That's a big. Uh, that's a mature thought for such right. a for such a young man to make. That is that is impressive. All right, let's uh, let's get to some blindside discussion because uh, Zay and I are big fans. I know a lot of people are are big fans. Uh, talk about the lead into that movie. Kind of how you got the part. How that that came about.
2: Yeah. So it's you know it's funny they uh, you know the world is a pretty crazy place. I'll never forget I got the audition, and as a kid, I'll be honest, I thought the auditions were like chores. I didn't I did not like doing them. <laughs> I didn't li- I, I, I was I,
0: I was always all scream. Mom. Yeah,
2: literally. I was like, why can't they just say, hey, here's the role? Like they they gave it to Will Smith like that. Why could not they do it for me? Like, <laughs> that's, that's right. And so that audition comes in. And, you know, if if you're not in town where if you're not a local for whatever the project is, they want you to send a self tape. So, you know, you get whatever camera you have. I think at that time it was 2009. I think we had a flip camera that crashed two of our computers before c- trying to upload auditions. And I tried to get out of the audition, the self-tape, because I was sick, Qu- air quotes uh-huh. there. You know, it was one of those, uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. you know, situations. And, uh, my, you know, my parents were like, no, nah, just, you know, y- you don't have to go to school tomorrow, but let's get this audition done. Okay, I think I could tough it out. I think I could. I think I could. If I don't have to go to school tomorrow, I think I could pull. I think I could pull through. They knew
1: what trade to make. <laughs> yeah, exactly.
2: Yeah. And so we did the self tape, and I got called two days later, and they said, "Hey, you know, you're gonna. We want you to fly out to Atlanta, and meet with the director and audition in front of them, which is great. You know, it's a callback." And so we fly out. Me and my dad fly out on like a Wednesday, I think. Fly out to Atlanta. I do my audition on Thursday. Fly back to Texas, and I'm not home an hour. It's Thursday evening at, like, 6 p.m., and I get a call, and I say, hey, you booked Blindside. You're leaving Sunday, and you're going to be gone for three and a half months. Wow. Yeah, and this is, like, mid- the, weekend, the week before Easter. So How it's old like, are you at this point? I'm 12. So now, 12 I'm 12. I'm in sixth grade, like, middle of the second semester of school, and I'm like, yeah, you're, you're done for that year. You're, you're leaving, so... Wow! Was, that, that Sunday afternoon, I was on a plane to Atlanta.
1: I was going to say, and there was back to Atlanta yep. to film? Yeah, back is where to that, Atlanta, and then I was in
2: went. Atlanta from Easter Sunday is the day I left.
1: Wait, so y'all were never
0: in Tennessee no. at all?
2: No. Wow. All Atlanta, all you're, Atlanta. You're breaking his heart. Uh, yeah, dreams are everybody shattered wants. in there. <laughs> everybody. You are, are you
0: all right, Zay? <laughs> <laughs> no, no, it's still a great movie. I'm just saying. I thought they were in Memphis the whole time. Yeah,
2: no, Atlanta. Atlanta's, at, Atlanta's the place to shoot stuff because it's so much cheaper than Los Angeles and so like the the you can stretch a dollar to make a film a lot better than you can in LA
0: that makes sense now let me ask you this cuz with your dad being a football coach you mentioned in the Friday night lights audition that clearly gave you an advantage when you went to audition oh, at these yeah. places especially for these football movies oh this kid knows his stuff
2: they 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 definitely i i don't i I think I agree with Friday night lights but i know for sure it was for blindside because they told me that they I remember seeing an interview and John Lee Hancock, the director, said that we had all these kids come in and they liked football. Oh yeah, I watch football. Yeah, yeah. And they said, then this kid walks in and you know, he starts telling us stuff about football we didn't know. And so he goes we knew we we knew we, this was the right guy for us when he came in, and it was cool because when I flew to Atlanta to, to do the callback, Quentin, Big Mike, he'd already had the he had the role, and so I auditioned with him. Oh, Okay, and they want. I think that you know they wanted to see if we could click, if we were you know could get along, and it was perfect. Like we were with how you see us on screen. That was us ten minutes after being introduced. Like that. I think that was just a bonus for both of us. That
1: is awesome. And and, y'all are still tight. Oh yeah, no, 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 yeah,
2: oh I've yeah, we. Pictures oh on yeah, social media. Oh yeah, no, we 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 still like to tra- you know we we travel and we do stuff together, and he's out he's out in Nashville, but anytime I can get him to L.A. You know, we'll always go tear it up in L.A. for a few days if he gets out there. So it's always a good time. I'm I'm glad we stayed close, and it's pretty weird because, you know, it's how we're talking about age. I'm now—he was—when we shot that, I was 12, and Quentin was 24— now I'm almost 26, and so it's <laughs> you know it's very weird. It's very weird to think about.
1: Crazy how time flies. I know I've heard him interviewed, and he talked about the same thing: how quickly you guys clicked, and that was obviously key for that movie. Uh, obviously, the other you know big factor in that movie people remember is the Academy Award for uh, for Sandra Bullock. What was it like working with uh, with Sandra Bullock at that time? Because some people say that's like for them, it, it's like her role, it's her best role for all, for a lot of people. She,
2: you know i'll be honest until until blindside i'd only ever seen her in miss congeniality and so that's i was like that's that's who it's that's who it's gonna be her okay and then meeting her and seeing her work you understand real quick why they choose her because she is as good as they get there's a reason she has the oscar you know what i mean it's she she just you know, you, there's. They always say, you know, when they, when you get to that, you see those people that do what they do at the highest level. They just elevate better than everybody, and they're just on a different level. That's how she is. Like, there's actors. There's really good actors. There's the great ones, and then there's people like that. Because she is ridiculous. She she knows there's a time to play and there's a time to have fun, and she can do it as well as anybody else. But once they say, okay, it's time to work, it is. We are not messing around here. We are here to get stuff done. And if you mess that up, you will quickly be reminded. But the amount of respect I have for her is immense, and I would take a bullet for that woman because she is the sweetest person in the world, Mm. literally made me homemade pecan pie because yeah. i was feeling homesick like how good like how much better could you Ooh, really wow. get right yeah does she have <laughs> a little rest- oh my goodness i i i don't know if she made it herself <laughs> <laughs> i don't care she could have lied to me i don't care That's, i ate all of it, it was i want to say she
0: has a restaurant down i know she, she has used a to yeah. i know
2: she i don't know if she still does or not it might yeah. still be there but i know she used to and did at that time but yeah she asked me she said what's your favorite dessert and i said one well, from texas so pecan pie and the next day there was a knock on my trailer door, and there's Sandra Bullock sitting there holding the homemade pecan pie. She that's delivered
1: it personally? Let,
2: knocked on my door and delivered it personally. <laughs>
1: you go, Sandy Bullock. Right? That and is that, awesome. That's, that's amazing.
2: That's the story I always tell people when they ask me how is she? I tell them that story because that tells you everything you need to know.
1: Oh, wow. that is that is amazing. All right, Jay Head is joining us in studio. Can you hang out with us a little bit? Absolutely. All right, we're gonna hang we'll hang through this through a break here. Up next, we always do why today matters. Jay Head is in studio with us. That's why today matters on this December. <laughs> Fourteenth, we'll get more from him. Uh, we're into the blindside part of it. We got to ask him a little more about blindside. Uh, we've hit uh, we hit the Hancock thing a little bit. Friday Night Lights. Also, um, spoiler alert: I'm hearing he might not have made it through the episode of Yellowstone. We got to find out what's going on there. <laughs> got to find out the Yellowstone vibe. He's kind of got a Yellowstone sort of outfit. a little, no, I, 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 little never, westerny. I was trying to throw you off a little bit. You never know.
2: My my you know might come in with some Jordans and a. Hat, you never know. Oh, <laughs> yo, I've, I've seen
0: you on IG, man. You
2: you out here. Hey, I Living that it. California
0: life, man. You're doing it.
2: I appreciate it, big I try my best. He's
1: you're bringing a little Texas in here though you bring a little yes. cool, little denim little denim country yeah. uh, we will get uh, some more on that as well Jay head more with him coming up and remember it's jhead.com if you want to find out everything he's got going on we're gonna ask him about the public speaking and some of the other stuff as well that's jae head.com if you want to check him out online all right coming up why today matters and we'll get you updated on the football and the soccer don't move it's the horn Rolling through a Wednesday, we got a special guest in the house. The actor Jay Head has been nice enough to give us some time. He was SJ in the blind side, he was in Hancock Friday night, lights. We've been talking about all of that. Uh, He's got stuff going on right now, too, coaching acting, because he is a coach's kid, we found out about. Uh, And the family's still hanging out uh, in Goldthwaite, Texas. Shout out to Goldthwaite, Texas today. Uh, That is why he's in the area. Uh, and uh, you, so you're just getting to kind of hang with the family, the, the, hanging for Christmas. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, wait, I, uh,
2: coming in, coming in, seeing fam. Uh, you know, I'm out in Los Angeles, so I usually only come home about twice a year. Usually once during the summer when it's warm, and then for the holidays. And so. I always take, you know, this is always my favorite time to be with family. All the stress goes away. It's a, it's a good time. Gotcha. Now,
0: now, Jay, even though you're in California, you're a true Texan through and through. Earlier, Chad and I, we did a Whataburger top five. where We gave our five favorite items for Whataburger. We're not going to make you do a top five, but if you went to Whataburger right now, what do you have to get?
2: Well, let's see. That's the problem. Or could be
0: an item that's discontinued. See, that's
2: the, well, the problem is the time of day because the best thing to do is when you go in the morning, and you get a honey butter chicken biscuit Ooh. with that, mm, man. Okay. See, I like okay. to. If I'm, I mean, that's the best. But I, if if I can't do that because they're not doing breakfast, I'll go get the honey butter or honey barbecue chicken strip sandwich. Okay, take the honey barbecue off, put honey butter instead. Stop playing. You don't Whoa, even know. You're stop Jay. playing. Wait, wait, hold stop. On. Jay stop. might have just
1: changed the game. Wait, wait. Yeah. Okay, wait a second. Does that mean you are keeping a supply of honey butter around?
2: Oh, I have that stuff shipped to me <laughs> as, like, I'm importing it. What are you talking about? Wow. Yeah.
1: All right. we, uh, Zay, we've been out-water-burgered. Yo, that is what just happened. That yeah. might
0: be the most Texan thing I've ever yeah. heard in my life.
1: Great, I respect that.
2: The great water-burger import is, runs through me in Los Angeles.
1: <laughs> wow. <laughs> so, take the honey barbecue chicken strip sandwich, take off the barbecue sauce, and add the and honey you, butter. H-
2: yeah, replace it with honey butter instead. And you can That's take the cheese gun. off. You can take the no, it comes on uh It comes on Texas toast. Okay. Yeah, there you go. That's what you do. Yeah, it's perfect. I'm taking notes, man. Hey, that with the fries and a large coke or a sweet tea, that's all I need right there. Wow. It's perfect.
1: Boy, that's, perfect. Talk about being prepared. Hey, yeah.
2: that's. Hey, I got. I can't even take credit. That's my brother. He taught me that. I can't even take credit. Oh, is that right? Yeah, my my younger brother. He'll. He puts ketchup on everything and he's weird, but he, he
1: <laughs> but he came up with that. But he thing. came up
2: with that. I don't know if he found it or if he got it from someone else, but I'm gonna give him the credit for it from me, from my perspective.
1: Oh man, that is awesome. Uh all right, Zay, let's give the uh let's give the partner some love here. We do why today matters every day. So let's give the sponsor some love and then we'll keep talking to Jay here. Why Today Matters, brought to you by Sinus and Snoring Specialists. Get sinus and snoring relief with Dr. Daniel Slaughter at Sinus and Snoring Specialists. 512-601-0303 or com. Yes, indeed. All right, so in addition to Sandra Bullock, obviously, in the blind side, you got to interact with some coaches. We're sports radio here, so I wanted to ask you about that part of it. Um, what do what stuck out to you? You're, you're 12 years old. You get this gig. Yeah, Sandra Bullock and all that, but you knew sports, You knew coaches. You were a coach's kid. Tell me about interacting with the coaches.
2: Oh, my gosh. So when I I shot that movie, like I said, it was in the middle of the second semester. Both my parents are school teachers and coaches, and a coach. And so they couldn't go out with me, so my grandparents had to. Mm. But that week of shooting, when those coaches were going to be there, my dad was like, I'm leaving. (laughs) I will not be here next week. I will be in Atlanta. And he showed up and... Hanging out with those coaches, I think it made me really happy seeing my dad because my dad looked like a kid in a candy shop. He was so thrilled, uh, you know, Lou Holtz and all them. You know, he talks about writing. He wrote a letter to Lou Holtz in college, and now he's sitting there talking to him. And I thought that was pretty cool. Nice. But uh, I tell you who, you know, I was young. I didn't. I watched games, but I didn't know. I couldn't tell you who were the better coaches back then. But I could tell you that guy named Nick Saban. When he walked in, that guy was different. That guy walked in like he, the. There's a reason that standard and that level that they expect from everybody. He he sets it when he walks in the room, not even as a coach, just as a person. And uh, he was the coolest guy ever. He I sat there and talked to him, and he was there. It was funny. I think he was shocked how long shoot it takes to shoot a movie in a day, or how much you know. Yeah. I think he thought it was going to be something. I'll just show up a couple hours and then go do what I got to do and then leave. And it was an all day thing. And I think he was pretty exhausted by the end of the day. And he was he was like, "Yeah, you guys are." He just kind of realized, like, this is, this is not a walk in the park to do this kind of stuff. But he was so nice, and he actually sent me in my trailer. After he was done, there was a box that was in my room addressed to me, and I had no idea what it was, and I opened it, and it was from him. And it was an entire care package of just Alabama shirts, footballs. He hand-wrote he hand a letter to me, and it was funny because in the letter it said, you know, if you ever, he had his office number. It said, if you ever need anything, you ever want to come catch a game, you, you have my number, give me a call. And this is the summer of 2009. It's the year that that next season they go and beat Colt McCoy in the national championship. Uh-huh. It's that following season. And me and my dad were sitting there in Goldthwait watching that game going, we probably should have cashed in on that <laughs> offer for this one.
1: <laughs> probably should have said yes probably, to that Probably should have called
2: in on that, on that, uh-huh. uh, on that yeah, offer that he made, but we didn't. And I, st- you know, I, still have a, I still have the shirts and all the stuff, but he's just a great guy. But getting to meet all those guys is awesome. That is cool. Yeah.
0: Now, let's talk about Tim McGraw a little bit because I think, you know, you saw the Friday Night Lights, the movie, and he did a good job on that, but I, I thought he really showed his acting chops on blind side. Yes, 1883 is a terrific show, too. We know you work with Yellowstone. And we'll get to that. But what was it like working with him? Did he bring his guitar on set? Was he playing music throughout, you know, when y'all had time off and stuff? How, how was that
2: like? Oh, man. Tim is, when I tell you I didn't want to be a cowboy more in my life than when Tim McGraw walked set and he yeah he he brings his guitar with him and anytime we're sitting there and having downtime he's sitting in his chair strumming the whole time and it's the coolest thing in the world because it's so it's just like he's sitting there practicing like he would that if if he was at his house you know and we're all sitting there just getting a free tim mcgraw concert every every other hour and it's pretty cool and he just again he's one of those people that just when he walks in you can't help but want to be around him
1: now, when Tim McGraw is in those situations, are you getting Tim McGraw tunes, or is he busting out like random oh, no, Billy Joel tunes? It's, every,
2: it's everything. It's yeah. everything. It's everything. A lot of a lot of his stuff, but he he'll he'll send you any he'll sing you anything you want. Yeah, uh, I think uh, there were definitely quite a few times the makeup ladies were were definitely they were tranced. They were in a trance for sure. <laughs> and
1: they, they, were, they were spending extra time. Yeah, him were. They were. Yeah, they were, they were, were, yeah, they makeup, were making
2: right. sure he. Uh, they were making sure he was well taken care of.
1: I think we got it. I think we got it done thirty minutes ago. Thank you. Thank you very much. Yeah.
2: So, but uh, no, he's just he's a great guy. And again, like you said, his 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 acting. He's he's a very talented person. You know, yeah. Anybody that thinks he's just a singer, he's he's he is an actor, and he's very good at it. And I think he's, uh, expect like in Friday Night Lights. But yeah, in eighteen eighty three, he's phenomenal.
1: Yeah. But, now yeah. we we mentioned her yesterday. I don't I don't recall you having a lot of scenes with her. But were you, did you get to interact with Kathy Bates at all? Because that's obviously another heavyweight actor that's in that movie. And you're 12 years old. Did you take anything from from Kathy?
2: So yeah, you know Kathy. She wasn't around a whole lot. She was only there a few weeks, yeah. um, and we didn't have many scenes together. But she was one of those like she, she so prepared and just so ready to like she's one of the one of the most I want to say like. Flexible people when it comes to acting because any way that we wanted to pivot it, any way we needed to turn it to go, she was al- she was way ahead of you and had it already thought out. Like yeah. it was ridiculous. Anything, any way they wanted to, okay, let's take the scene and do it more. Like you're kind of on him now. You're not really, you know, caring for him. You're kind of on him. You're trying to, you know, get him to snap out of it. Mm-hmm. Okay, <laughs> she would do it, and yeah. then let's switch it and let's do it where you're really like you're almost like his mom, like you're coddling okay, okay, she, it, perfect, yeah. perfect, every time, like, yeah, I'm ready, we should just go, let's just go, let's just go, and so I, I learned really quick, like, you gotta be able to, you know, spit that out quick, and get that stuff out quick, because she, anything you threw at her, she was ready for it, it didn't matter.
1: It had to be a good double lesson. Bullet yeah. Bullock's performance, and Kathy Bates, oh know. man, yeah. don't get much better than that. Yeah. Unreal. No. All right, we're talking with Jay Head. Um, tell us a little bit about. We'll, we'll mention. I, I do want to talk about the the Yellowstone thing, but real quick, I, I want to make sure we don't forget here. J- if they go to jayhead.com, dot com, you got uh, things going on. You've done public speaking. You've got this foundation going on. Talk about some of the, kind of the other stuff that you have going on alongside acting, but but also other than acting.
2: Yeah, yeah. So you know, I. I, you know, coming from a coach, I've always, I always heard the, the, you know, the pregame speeches and the halftime speeches and the, you know, all those and the, you know, all the different stories and analogies growing up. And I think just growing up around it, that close to it, it just, it's in my DNA. And I always love, you know, you know, even when I was younger, I would, I love helping, giving advice and helping and saying, hey, look, you know, this is the situation, but this is kind of how it goes, And this is how you got to fix it. And even if it's not a pretty answer and it's not the one you want, it's probably the one you need. I love doing that. And I just a few years ago, I started doing, you know, not very good quality minute long videos on Instagram. And, you know, just like a quick little, hey, you know, here's a quote or a story to kind of get you through the week. And really didn't even have any reason why I was doing it just because it was I just wanted to do it and people started having really good positive feedback from it people would you know dm me and say hey man this is like i'm going through something and this is exactly what i needed to get out of it or get through it and it's it makes you feel so good because you know again i don't know if anybody care you know listens to the words or thinks they're even worth anything but when somebody tells you hey man I'm, i was going through something and this is going to help me get through it that makes you feel really good as a person yeah. and so that it's a very contagious i mean a very addictive feeling and so i love doing it and So that's why I've still slowly started kind of thinking, you know, what if I started actually speaking instead of, you know, just doing videos on Instagram, what about speaking to people in, you know, in person in front of them. And so kind of started to look and how I needed to do that and really started getting into that. And I'm I'm speaking a lot and going around and I get to travel to do it, which, you know, so it's, it's, it's a win-win for me. It really is. And, uh, you know, my foundation came about because I, you know, I come from Goldthwaite. there's not. Anybody that's been, there's, there's not much there. <laughs> and, uh, you know, I feel like, you know, and I'm not taking a shot, but you know, I feel like the ceiling is not very high for success out there. It's just, you know, it's a small town in Texas. That's just how they are, you know. And I come from, my parents are two nobodies. I'm a nobody, and I'm out in Atlanta and L.A. working with Sandra Bullock and Will Smith. There's nothing that, you know, I, there's no cheat code. There's no nothing. I You know, I'm very blessed, and I've had some really good things happen, but... If I can get through it and I can do those kind of things, there's no reason why anybody else can't say so, man. I like you know, that. And so that's my whole thing is I want to help kids, you know, those that are coming out and, you know, those kids coming out of school. And it's like, here's your expectation of your life. And this is kind of what we expect you to do. You know, my my thing is simply, like you know, I want to help those kids. You know, if you want to be an artist, go, you know, help those kids be an artist. If they want to be a lawyer, help figure out how we can help them be, able, you know, get them, you know, the training or get them to under you know meet somebody that could potentially maybe give them a job one day something like that you know just really try to help help break that ceiling for those small towns you know especially for those small town kids
0: yeah it's very cool how is it looking at hollywood at this point of your life because you have such a unique experience seeing it from as a child now you know it's changed throughout what kind of changes have you seen in Hollywood within yourself and just in the game in general
2: oh man it's a it's a a completely different ball game than it was when I first started because you know you got to remember I I got first started in 2006 2007 and you know, that was, you, st- you printed out a resume, you, print- you went and got headshots done, you printed out your headshots, you stapled them together, huh. and then you walked into the audition room, you walk into a room of guys that look, you know, six, ten, six to ten guys that look exactly like you, you know, and they had the idea to wear the cool hat too, you know, and then <laughs> you go in, you do the audition, and you know, you don't know if you really did good or not, and then you walk out, and you go home, and then you go to the next one. Now, it's all online, you know, before the pandemic, a lot of it was online, now it's completely online. Um, you know, self tapes are the new normal. There's not really much, many auditions in person anymore. Mm. And, uh, which is very different because, you know, for me, I, you know, I was, my personality is my, my I felt it was my greatest charm and was my greatest asset. And so, you, but your personality, I don't feel like comes through as well when you're watching it on a screen versus when the, somebody walks into a room. You know, when somebody with an, an, you know, energetic energy comes in and bounces off the walls, you can feel that energy all around the room, but you can't really get that through a screen so that's a that's a big way it's changed in you know technology as far as you know everybody has a camera now you know and everybody's on everybody's on social media and you know you can make a video from your bathroom and it blow up and get seven million views and now you're figuring something out and you right. got people calling you <laughs> right you know what i mean like it's it's such a different world it was like back then if you wanted to be an actor you had to be in la or new york now you can pretty much be anywhere you want and i think that's it's really good because it gives people that don't maybe can't afford to get out to LA and you know get an apartment that's two thousand dollars and you're the only one there and it's a bathroom that you share with seven people you know and you know so it helps a lot of people that maybe didn't have the ability to do that still get their content out and I think it's really good. Um, it's just a lot of stuff going out and around, but it's definitely changed.
1: All right, uh, before we let you go, we appreciate your time today. Uh, just kind of along those lines, for people that are listening right now, maybe they think their kid could be an actor. Maybe they are that young, younger kid. What's the piece of advice you give them now that you're in your 20s and you kind of come out the other side in of a, in a, being a child actor? What do you tell them?
2: I would say the biggest lesson that I think would have been a great, if I could go back and tell me, is – and I was, I was literally just talking to somebody the other day about this, is don't ever apologize and don't ever feel ashamed for being who you are because you don't want to be anybody else because everybody else is taken. And, you know, so many people, especially when you're young and you're trying to fit in, you want to be that kid that's cool and popular at school. Man, when you get once you get older, you realize that the coolest guy at the table is the guy that's sitting over there by himself that doesn't care if anybody comes and sits with him. <laughs> you know what I mean? The, at the end of the day, that person that is comfortable with them if you're weird and you're, you like video games and you do weird stuff, do it. Do it really good. Because you're going to be loved a lot more for doing the things, even if they're weird, the things that you do. You're going to be liked a lot more than doing the things that everybody else does.
1: Uh. I like that. It's powerful stuff. Yeah. Uh, we didn't get a chance to talk Yellowstone. Real quick, any comments for the Yellowstone fans out there? What do you remember about it?
2: Yellowstone, I'll say Kevin Costner is the most intimidating human being I've ever <laughs> met in my life. Even though he's super nice. and But I'm going to tell you, I've never, I've, in all my, the Sandra Bullocks, the Will Smiths, they didn't pull up with their own motorcade. Kevin Costner did. What? He showed up, I'll never forget, we were shooting on a back, on the middle of nowhere in Utah. And it's the middle of the day, and I'd been there since seven a.m. We're exhausted, and Costner didn't have any scenes yet until later in the day. And then all of a sudden, I look, and there's four black escalates going down this dirt road, and I'm like, "What?" I thought we were all going to jail. I didn't know what was going on. <laughs> I thought it was like Marvel coming for us or something. And uh, they, uh, yeah, they, they pull up, and all all of the doors open at the same time, and it's like all his like his hair people is his, you know, his money, people, because he's got people for anything you can imagine. He's just, he's that guy, he's so busy. Yeah. But he's he's focused. He, he doesn't care about, like, they said he doesn't even know his own PIN number. They were like, he's he's locked in. He doesn't wow. care about anything. If it's not about his work, he doesn't care about it. And it's just, and it shows. And when he shows up with four cars in a row and 20 people that work for him, you, you get it. But he... He walked right up and said, "Hey, how you doing?" And I, I'm, I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. I'm doing great. <laughs> and i was sitting there shivering. I'm, I'm doing great, sir. I'm, I'm fine. <laughs> and uh, no, he was great. And that was, a, I was only there shooting a few days, but it was it was a really great experience. And man, I would I would love to have that presence on a set when you show up one day. Yeah. just oh, the yeah. hell, you know, That's it's a, great.
0: I'm like you, man. All the movies I've seen Kevin Costner in. All I can see is John Dutton. Oh yeah,
2: that's, that's how. the I mean, Only he's,
0: person I see right now. That's I how. Guess, that's for how sure he of is. The moment.
2: Yeah, that's. And he, he's. He's. I think he's. I think he's maybe not as harsh as John Dutton. He's, yeah. You know, because he at least walked up and I was. You know, I had my shirt was all messed up because you know spoilers, but I, it doesn't end well for me. Uh, I'll just say yeah. that. But uh, my shirt had already looked like that. You know, we had seen that, and he walks up and goes, "Oh." Looks like he's had a rough day. <laughs> <laughs> so he's he's nice. He didn't even know, you know he's a nice guy. But yeah, man, he's I definitely you know had had a thing in my throat when he walked up. I was a little nervous. Like I didn't know if he was gonna pop off and get us or what. Well, I didn't know. He definitely has that presence when he shows up. It's crazy. That's impressive stuff.
1: Well, man, we really appreciate the time. Enjoy the holidays with your family in Goldthwaite. Best you. of luck with everything. It's J J A E Head.com for all the info on public speaking. If you're interested in that, uh the, the acting, coaching, all that type of stuff. Uh, we wish you all the best, man. I it was a pleasure it. to Thank meet you, Jay. Hey, this, this
2: was a blast, man. I had so much fun doing this. This is great.
1: Awesome. We'll have him we'll have him on another time. We'll just have you talk football.
2: Hey, I'll be here Break all day down. I'll be here. Yeah, your, I got you.
1: You bring your dad and we'll talk coaching. We'll do it. Hey, yeah.
2: we'll do it. I'm there man. you go. I'm in.
1: Now,
0: every time I get a chicken strip sandwich at Whataburger, I'm calling it the J-Head Whataburger sandwich. I'm
2: telling you, bro, just take that barbecue sauce off, put the butter on there, forget about it.
1: That's about as Texan as anything I've ever heard in my life. Thank you so much, man. Coming up, we'll wrap the show up with stems and seeds. Don't move. It's the horn. Just about done on a Wednesday. It's been a weird, crazy, busy Wednesday for us uh, around here. Chad and Zay on this Wednesday. I forgot to ask about the previous song, Tuesday. I felt bad. But we were talking to nah, Jay Head and we were rolling through. What's what's this one here we're finishing with?
0: This that good drink, two chains, instrumental.
1: Two chains. There's a guy I've never asked you about. I have seen him plenty on different shows on TV and stuff. And I know he's a, you know, kind of expanded his profile a little bit, rap-wise. What it, what what is two chains for you? Um big
0: time? I want to say big time. He's highly respected in the rap game. Okay. He's been around a long time. Um yeah, he's good. Where is he from? Atlanta. Oh, another Atlanta guy. Okay, yeah. gotcha. Yeah, his um he has an album slash mixtape called True Religion, legendary. Okay slash mixtape.
1: Um, speaking of Atlanta, that is where they filmed The Blind Side, and we uh, we really enjoyed the conversation with Jay Head. Uh, and in fact, we are going to repurpose a little bit of that tomorrow, or a lot of that tomorrow, in our first hour tomorrow. We're going to have our first hour as kind of a best of hour because we've got our Christmas party, and we're trying to be able to duck over to that. Uh, so we're going to. If you missed any of it, you can obviously check out HornFM.com a little later on once it's podcasted. But we'll also get you some of it tomorrow in our first hour. Thank. Thanks to Jay Head for his time, j a e head.com. Some really cool stories there, and um, I'll tell you what, that whole cast of Blindside must be awesome people because a couple years ago, when Trey and I got a chance to talk to Quentin Aaron, who played Michael Orr, he was awesome, and then I've now heard both sides of the same thing they that he and Jay Head are buddies, like they oh man, I, I went to
0: his Instagram earlier, he has multiple pictures. With Quentin Aaron.
1: Yeah, that they clicked. I can remember hearing Quentin Aaron talk about it, and now to hear Jay Head talk about it. That's very, very cool, man, that they met on a set like that and they're still friends all these years later. That was, again, what, 14 years ago?
0: Yeah, and Quentin, who played Michael Orr, he's 6'8". And Jay is 5'4", so you could just imagine them hanging out together. But, yeah, Jay was great. That was a fun interview. It
1: was. I did not realize. I'd read a little bit about the heart condition. I didn't know about that. The fact that he had four open-heart surgeries by the time he was, what did he say, about four years old? Something like that. Just incredible. And the first one I'm reading, Zay, was when he was two months old. Oh, wow. Is when he had open heart surgery for the first time. But it' uh, really cool to hear his story. Uh, we we're glad to be able to do that. Getting you a couple of updates here before we are done. The uh, high school playoffs, obviously, continuing. One champion has been crowned. Benjamin beats Lorraine 68 to 20 in the six man side of things. The other six man game is going on right now. And Westbrook is uh, right now up on Abbott 24 14. They are in the second quarter. About two minutes to go there. Stems and seeds brought to you by AV Consultations 255 8678, or go to avconsultations.com. The other game going on right now is that World Cup semifinal. They are into stoppage time, but it looks like France is going to get it done. 2 0 is the score, barring something crazy from Morocco, and they're not exactly a super goal scoring team. Ah, my African brothers. I think they're going to be going home, Zay. 2 0 the score looks like it's going to be France and Argentina tomorrow. Um, also a reminder, with Rod and Hards coming up, they are going to be live out at Pluckers 183 and Burnett out at the research location. They'll be rolling out the show, the bowl roundtable, the all-flex team discussion. We welcome out all those all-flex team members, coaches, fans, uh, you know, parents, supporters out to Pluckers tonight. 183 and Burnett will be celebrating that all-flex team. Then once they are done at 7, we got the Longhorn Blitz podcast for you Texas football fans at 7, Soccer Match. Special edition of Soccer Matters, talking World Cup stuff at 8. 9 o'clock tonight is Fight Night. Last episode of 2022 for the fellas on Fight Night with Eddie and Jordan. And then sports guys talking wrestling at 10 o'clock. So all that going on uh, for us today. And again, tomorrow we'll get you some of that J-Head interview in our first hour. Maybe mix in a little bit of the all-flex team tomorrow at 1.00. We've got Chip Brown of Horns247.com. Our man Jeff Howe is uh, in a – he's a little bit under the weather right now. He had a little bout of of COVID he's dealing with. Uh, He's feeling a little bit better, but not quite uh, on air better yet. So he's resting this week. So we're going to have Chip Brown on tomorrow. Should be an interesting conversation. I want to get Chip's thoughts on where this whole Chris Beard thing is. There's nobody that will be more realistic with us about what he's seeing, what he's hearing. You know, Chip's been asking some questions behind oh. the scenes. Oh, yeah. We're going to find out what's going on there at 1 o'clock tomorrow. So that'll be uh, right as we're getting back from that Christmas party, and uh, we'll get you uh, as much as we can tomorrow on a Thursday on that front. Do you, right. you think
0: the bosses will be upset if I come to work absolutely blitzed from the Christmas party?
1: Um, You're throwing the
0: Christmas party at 11 and expect me to work. I don't know what they expect from us. I
1: don't know if you'd go blitzed. Okay. Maybe go a little bit a little bit north of blitzed, and, okay. and we could be fine. Alright, just make sure. Could just be a nice blue show tomorrow. <laughs> That's what you may get tomorrow. We'll see. come on Back, we'll go to a little Christmas party and then come do two hours of a talk show. What could go wrong? This is the horn. See ya.